Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the seven reasons that the tribulation is near. And I think you're going to be amazed at this. First of all, I want to say that if you want to listen to the Prophecy Club, you really should download our Prophecy Club app at your app store. Also, I want to say a big thank you to those people out there that have helped us to get the money to print the books and to get this crusade going. And uh, we do encourage you to get signed up for the crusade and also we encourage you to stay at the Hyatt. That helps the crusade and also to get the meal package. That's the very best deal. Okay, so seven reasons the tribulation really is near. This is going to be amazing. But I'm going to start, first of all, with a disclaimer because I am dealing with dates in this one. So, first of all, there is no prophecy from me in this video except this is the time of miracles. And the only prophecy my wife Leslie has in it is the seven newspaper headlines leading to the fall of America, given January 22 of 06, and she still stands behind those. Also, there's another disclaimer that as much of the following I'm about to discuss is actually word of the Lord is actually based upon information confirmed in the mouth of two or three other witnesses, but I can't guarantee it is the accurate word of the Lord, nor can I guarantee anything of this is about to come to pass. But I think you will see why it's important that we discuss it in just a minute. You should also not use this information alone to make decisions for your family. I'm not setting dates. I'm simply interpreting the signs and words of others. So let me say specifically, this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying the fall of America will be in 2020 or 2021. I'm not saying the tribulation will start in 2022 or that Jesus will return in 2028 or 29. However, I am saying that indirectly by the mouth of two or three witnesses, that is exactly what the prophecies from other people seem to be saying. That's the reason you want to stick close and you probably want to watch this one several times. As Joseph interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, likewise, I'm only proposing one possible interpretation from the two cows and several prophetic words. You pray and you see what interpretation God gives you. I'm simply reporting. You decide what is the truth. Please quote the person that is saying this, not me. I don't get any credit if it happens, and I don't get any blame if it doesn't happen. Okay, so please quote the person or myself accurately. All right, so what are the seven reasons the tribulation is near? Here's what I'm about to cover. First of all, the Jubilee. Terry Bennett, two cows, 400 years, 40 years, a missionary, time of miracles, a great move of God, and Apophis, the meteor to hit April 2029. All right, first of all, let's talk about the Jubilee. Well, if you're familiar with the Jubilee, then you'll be familiar with this. We won't have to cover it too deeply. However, there's some things that perhaps you might not have seen before that really be, seem to be pointing toward a date, specifically 2028, 2029 in that ballpark. So let's first of all go to Leviticus 25, 8. Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee seven times seven years. And when they numbered these Sabbaths, and I'll let you read through all of the rest of the scripture there if you want to, but the points are that there would be a trumpet sound Sounds familiar, doesn't it? See, a trumpet sounds the day Jesus returns on the day of trumpets. And what this is saying and confirms in this particular verse, here I'll back up and show you a verse. It also says that there will be a trumpet sound on the day of atonement, which is 10 days after the day of trumpets. Leviticus 25 verse 9 says, And then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the 10th 
day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement, shall make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. So it's commanding them in the 50th year. So let me explain this in layman's terms here. Essentially, the children of Israel were told every seven years, just like we're supposed to take off on Sunday. We work six days and take off on Sunday. Uh, and there's six 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 thousand years of sin, and then there's a thousand years for the millennium. In other words, work six off one. Well, that's what the Jews were also told to do to the land: work the land six years, let the land lay fallow, or give it a year off where you don't plant, you don't harvest from the land for one year. So that seventh year was called a sabbatical year. Well, ever seven sabbatical years, meaning. 49 years, 7 times 7 is 49, the 50th year would be the Jubilee. Okay, so what happens in the year of Jubilee? You want to understand when Jesus returns? Understanding this is real important. So on the day of the 50th year, or the start of the 50th year, or the day of Jubilee, the trumpet sounds on the 10th day of the 7th month, which is the Day of Atonement. They proclaim liberty throughout all the land. Every man is returned to his possession and unto his family. They neither reap nor gather the grapes. Grapes is a, sin, a sign of sin, and meaning they don't sin anymore. And they return every man unto his possession. Sounds kind of like the return of Jesus, doesn't it? I believe it is. Specifically here, it is the Day of Atonement. Now, I looked this up on this particular website, and this is called Kabad.org. And that is, I, I did a research on what is the next sabbatical year. And he says the next sabbatical year is September 26, 2022. Remember that year? That is very important. September 26, 2022. Well, the Jubilee, according to, uh, well, many people say September 14th of 2014 was a sabbatical year or a Shemitah. And then the next one, according to this guy, is September 26. 2022. So the question we're trying to answer here is the final jubilee means the final sabbatical or the jubilee year. Is that going to be the year 2028, 2029 in that ballpark? And again, there's some questions because not everybody agrees on all of these sabbatical years and this sort of stuff. This is one of the disadvantages of trying to figure a date. And that's what we're trying to, trying to do here, is, which is sort of difficult. Okay, so, but the point I'm trying to make is the Jubilee seems to be saying that this last year has to do with September 28 or 29, more specifically 29. Now let's go to what Terry Bennett was told. As you recall, December 10, 2001, he said that Gabriel came to him and showed him much of the future over a 21-year period. He said he laid out the future in three sets of seven-year time frames, three sets of seven-year time frames. He says that Gabriel visited him for several hours each day and told him what would occur from the years 2008 through 2028. Now, if you add that up, 2008 to 2028, that's not 21 years. That's actually 20 years, but again, it depends on how you want to count it with the Jewish years. So I'm throwing in the possibility that it might not be 2028. Maybe it also could slide into 2029. Again, I'm not trying to set a specific date here. What I'm trying to give you is an idea that say, says it's very close. Let's go on. So anyway, he divided the year into three seven-year periods. Then he spoke about each seven-year period, revealing what would be the predominant issue of that period. As Gabriel spoke, Terry was shown visions 
allowing him to see the events happening. Now, he says for the year 20, 2008 to 2015. Now, this is a summarized version. He says the United States would no longer be the number one world, uh, number one in the world economically or militarily, and the 2008 would be the beginning of economic sorrows. Now, remember, he was told this, what, several years before this. So here it is, and 2008 did come to pass. All right, let's go on. In our nation, the world, during this time, the great economic wealth of the United States would be neutralized and the military power of the United States would be greatly diminished. The economic problems would be the primary cause for the military power being weakened. There will be a change, listen carefully, a change in the U.S. currency. Eh, well, we're kind of having our currency change all the time, but I don't think he's talking about that. I think he's talking about that QFS, that new global financial system we've been talking about. There will be a change in the U.S. currency. A different currency is going to come, at least one, that will entail us no longer being the reserve currency of the world. Well, we're still the reserve currency of the world, so that hasn't come to pass yet. And whatever delay we can see to this, that's good news. Then there will be a change in the U.S. currency. A different currency is going to come, at least one. This will entail us no longer being the reserve currency of the world and the banking system failing again. Then 2014 to 2015 would be a transitional year leading to the next seven-year period, which would be a time of dramatic changes in the governments around the world, great political turmoil, and wars. Well, we saw a lot of political turmoil. We haven't seen a whole lot of wars, but that's okay. Let's go on. Terry explained what the United States is going to go through is civil conflict, civil war, then invasion, and I think we are seeing the early phases of that right now. 2014 to 2021, he says, I saw in the governmental area that we'll go through a dramatic change in our government. Well, Donald Trump being elected was a dramatic change already. He said there would be a time of anarchy and chaos. Well, could this virus be the early start of that? Could be. For a while, we'll have a fractional government, which means basically our government will have to come down to the state level, means that the organization and the running of the nation will have to leave the federal government and go down to the state level. Why? I think it's because of the sealed indictments. I believe it's over 100,000 bad guys being arrested. That's what's going on. In other words, there's so many people arrested at the federal level, the federal government can't even function anymore. And they have to go down to every state as having to run its own state. That I believe that's what it's saying. I'll wrap back up and read. For a while, we'll have a fractional government, which means basically our government would have to come down to the state level because the military has to step in. Seizing control of the federal government, I believe that's the arrests. He said you'd call it a coup, but in all honesty, it will be to help our nation, meaning the arrests. That's why the military will step in. I believe we're now on the verge of these things happening. Lawlessness, chaos was shown to be in civil unrest. The angel Gabriel also told him that when the checks from our government stop coming to the people, the chaos will ensue. Is the virus the early phases of that? I'd like to think not, but maybe so. Terry explained that we are going to see a major change in a government. The great economic turmoil in 2014-15 year transition will bring on these changes in government. There will arise a new government in Europe, which Gabriel warned me, quote, keep your eyes on four nations. They are the signposts of what is coming. Keep your eyes on Greece, Italy, Spain, and France. Greece is going to one another Alexander the Great. Italy is going to one another emperor. Spain is going to one another king and queen. 
France is going to want another Napoleon, and Satan, as in the beast, is going to offer all three in one person the beast. They will say yes to doing so, and through chaos, they will gain control. I have to say, everything he's saying here lines up with prophecy, not a thing out of place. The governmental troubles will be in the preparation, particularly in Europe. Well, that's what Daniel 7 says, that he's coming out of Europe. We'll get into that another day. The arising of the spirit of the Antichrist, which is being, which is uh, what is coming, is called the New World Order. But behind that is the spirit of the Antichrist and the false prophet. That spirit, a one-world religion, the false prophet, will rise and form a world religion, which will be a combination, oh, listen to this, of Muslim, Judaism, and Christianity. Let me say it again. Muslim, Judaism, and Christianity. The false prophet will point to the Antichrist as divinity, in other words, the man-god. And many Catholics and Protestants will resist and be put to death. The one world religion will be presented as a solution that will bring peace. Well, by peace he'll destroy many. Okay, remember what John Lennon said, you know, I wonder if we could have peace or something like that in his big famous song. That's what they're talking about. They're going to say, if you don't go into our religion, if you don't receive the beast as the man-god, then you can't be part of the peace, and you can't be part of it, and they're going to kill people that don't want to be part of it. The one world religion be presented as a solution that will bring peace. When reality, it will be a compromise and a mixture offered by Satan to turn the world away from the absoluteness that there is no other name under heaven whereby men may be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody who refuses to accept the new one world religion will be labeled as a radical terrorist and a threat to world peace. And as it goes forward, it will remove or remove to become murder. It will be declared by the religious leader in Europe that this person, the beast, whom they receive as their governmental leader, is actually God, when in reality it's the Antichrist or the beast. Daniel 8.25 says, By peace he shall destroy many. When this religious leader, I believe the Pope, declared this man to be Antichrist, Terry saw hundreds of thousands of Catholics and Protestants rise up and say no and not accept him. They resisted what they knew was an attack against the Lord Jesus himself. And as a result, many Catholics and Protestants were murdered in great numbers. He saw millions of these resistors being put to death, martyred for the refusal to accept the divinity of the Antichrist. Gable told Terry, you will see 666 in your lifetime. Now, Terry looks to be like in his oh, late 40s, early 50s. You will see the number of man demonically controlled in economics, government, and religion. When it goes to religion, that is when the mass martyrdom will begin. The fall of America will be in the year 2021. I'm not saying that. Terry Bennett is saying that. Furthermore, he said that the angel Gabriel specifically told him face-to-face the fall of America would be in the year 2021. Now, I'm not trying to set a date of that. What I'm trying to say here today is don't think you have 20 or 30 years. I think it's that close. Let's go on. So to make a very important point here, let me ask you a few questions. First question, did Terry say any place in there that either 2022 or to 2028, did he say that those are the years of the tribulation? No, he didn't. Does the Antichrist rise or when does the Antichrist rise? The answer is the tribulation. 
When do they form a world government? The answer is through tribulation. When does the false prophet arise? The answer is through tribulation. When do they form a world government? What do they, when do they present a world religion as a solution? All of those answers are the tribulation. But Terry did not say directly that it's the tribulation. But indirectly, that's exactly the point that he's trying to make. So in so many words, Terry Bennett is saying that the tribulation is from 2022 to 2028, and his math, as we've talked about, could be 2029 too. Again, I'm not trying to set a specific date. I'm trying to give you an idea. I'm trying to say, don't think you have 20 years or 30 years. The fall of America. One of the men approached me and said to me in a loud voice, there's going to be a revolution in America and it will usher in the new world order. This was said to Terry Bennett. All right, now let's talk about the prophecy of the two cows. I've talked about this briefly, but we're going to go into a little bit more detail today. Genesis 41, 17 says, Pharaoh said unto Joseph in my dream, Behold, I stood on the bank of the river. Behold, there came up out of the river seven kind, or cows, fat-fleshed, well-favored, and they fed in the meadow. Then behold, seven other kind, or cows, came up after them poor, very ill-favored, and lean-fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. The lean and the ill-favored cattle did eat up the first seven fat cattle. Now I'm going to skip down. I saw in the dream, behold, seven ears came up after the one stalk, good, and then seven ears withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind. So he says, what does this mean? So Joseph basically tells him that the seven good kind and the seven years of the bad ears of corn is basically the same dream. And he's saying that God has shown Pharaoh what is going to happen. There's going to be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. Well, they prepared, and as a result, most of the wealth of the entire area was gathered into Egypt. Well, keep that in mind. The interpretation is basically saying that there's seven years of plenty, and there is a time where there's seven years of famine. Could it be that that seven years of plenty started September 25th, 2014? Now, if you're looking at the video version, you're looking at a black cow, black and white, and it has a beautiful seven right across the forehead, coming right down between the eyes, right down to the snout of the cow. And it is a beautiful seven. My interpretation, I believe that this is saying that since it's black and white, that in this big financial change that's coming, some people are going to be really blessed. That represents the white. Some people are not going to be so blessed. And it gives you more of the details there. But for today, we're going to move on. And it gives you where this all came from. And anyway, so the point is, the press release for this cow came September 25th of 2014. As we look at it, we see a beautiful seven. We see no black hairs in the white. We see no white hairs in the black. In other words, there's a very distinct difference between those people that are blessed and those people are not. We've had several people say that there's about to be a big wealth transfer into the hands of the just, just like Proverbs, what is it, 1922 says. Here's a picture of Pam and Hap Ray. They are the one that had another cow. Only this cow was red, and it was born with a scribbled seven right on the forehead, right between the eyes, similar to the other one. Here's a picture of the cow. It's all solid red with a big seven between it. So what do we see? We see a red cow. What does red mean? Well, when someone says that your books are in the red, it means you're financially in a jam. So could this be symbolizing a famine? I believe it is. So what is it saying? 
the black and white cow was first publicized. Now, it was not born then. It was born the day before, but it was publicized to the public September 25th, 2014. The red cow with a seven on it was born September 25th, 2014. So we got two cows revealed to the public on the same day. So what's big about that? Well, what's big about that is that happens to be a Shemitah. My opinion, the interpretation of what they represent is the seven years, the last seven years of plenty started September 25th, 2014. And the last seven years of famine will start seven years later on a Shemitah, which we'll get to. So this is the interpretation. Black and wild cow, seven years of plenty. Red cow, seven years of famine or tribulation. And if Terry Bennett is correct, those seven years will be 2022 to 2028. All right, now let's look at that since we're kind of dealing with the dates today. So let's take the seven years of plenty. If that's what the interpretation is, then it would mean that September 25th of 2014 would be the start of the years of plenty. Now, remember, I told you, August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, Lord, what do you want me to say tomorrow morning for the sermon? And I heard an audible voice, and it said, this is the time of miracles. And he says, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. You tell my people that I will never leave them nor forsake them, and I'm going to meet the devil step by step, inch by inch, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. In other words, he is going to be there for us. Well, this is probably what it's talking about, a time of great miracles coming in. We'll get to that, too, in just a second. So if those seven years of plenty are accurate, they would have started September 25th, 2014. So if you look at the next seven years, that starts on about or in the year 2022. And that would start with the next Shemitah or the next uh, sabbatical year in the year 2022. And I've got some ideas there if you're watching what we're talking about, but I'm going to move on. Then Augusto Perez, in a dream revision, received a prophetic warning. He saw, I saw a fat cow that looked very beautiful grazing in the pastures of the field. But then I began to notice that the beautiful cow slowly started losing weight, turning very skinny until it became an ugly skeletal cow. It was so skinny and bony that you could see its ribs sticking out. The times of plenty and the abundance for our economy will only last about seven years giving way to seven years of lean times where the economy will be in trouble, Augusto Perez. So that's in the mouth of two or three witnesses. That's what he's saying. So the interpretation is we're looking at seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. The seven years of plenty start 2014. Seven years of famine begin 2022. That's the interpretation of the cows. That's what it means. Now, whether it is, happens that way, I don't know. But I'm just giving you the interpretation. So the date of seven years uh, of plenty, 2025th, or excuse, September 25th, 2014. And then tribulation would be starting in 2022 and then concluding at 2028. Or I'm going to also add 2029 someplace in there. So the next question is, a lot of people say, well, is the tribulation really seven years? Because some people believe it's only three and a half years. Matter of fact, I had an email sent to me. Well, can you give me book, chapter, and verse where it says the tribulation is only seven years? And I said, yes, I can. Here it is. Daniel 4, 4, 4, 4.14. Now, you have to understand the whole point of Daniel chapter 4 is to tell us how long the tribulation is and who is the beast. The answer is Nebuchadnezzar will be the beast. And he will be given a beast's heart 
for seven years, meaning the tribulation is seven years. So Daniel 4.14, I'll just get right to the point, says, Nevertheless, leave a stump of his roots, talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Well, what does a stump do? A stump always comes back to life. So when it says a stump, it's saying that this Nebuchadnezzar is going to come back to life. Then in verse 16, it says, Let his heart be changed from a man's heart. Let a beast's heart be given to him. A beast's heart. Well, that's what Revelation calls the beast or the Antichrist. Matter of fact, uh, the Bible only calls the Antichrist four times, but it calls him the beast like 28 times. So the beast is actually a better term for him than Antichrist. Let a man's heart be changed, let a beast's heart be given to him, and let seven times pass over him. That's saying that the beast lives for seven years. He rules for three and a half years, according to other verses we won't go into today. But the tribulation is seven years long. Now let's talk about the judgment cycles. There's actually two judgment cycles. The first one is 400 years. The second one is 40 years. And in this case, I have a little bit to do with this one. And I will stand by this as a thus saith the Lord. It was mid-July 2012, and I heard in the night 400 years, 400 years, 400 years, very softly, very, very softly in the background. So much so it didn't wake me up at the, at the first and took it a while to wake me up. Finally, I kind of woke up enough coming out of my deep sleep to actually answer it. And I said, 400 years for what? Are you talking about the fall of America? That wouldn't work because Columbia sailed the ocean blue in 1492. You had 400 years. That's what, 1892. That's already happened. Back to sleep. <laughs> then I heard, no, 400 years from when I made the covenant with them. I thought, you made the covenant? <gasps> oh, 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 the Mayflower Compact. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, it was uh, signed over on the 11th of 1620. You had 40 years. That comes up to 2020. That won't work because Dimitri arrived in America in 1984. You had 44 years. That would come to 2024, not 2020. Back to sleep. But then I heard, you have four more years to carry Bibles. You have four more years to carry Bibles. You have four more years to carry Bibles. Meaning that actually Dimitri arrived in America in 1984. But the judgment was spoken first on America when he was still in Romania, when the angel first came to him in 1980. So if you add 40 years to 1980, it comes up to 2020, meaning that there's a 400-year judgment cycle that concludes upon America in 400 years in the year 2020. There's a 40-year judgment cycle, like it rained 40 days and 40 nights, that concludes in 2020. So we've got in the mouth of two or three witnesses that... God's hand of judgment comes off of America this year. Let's go on now. Shane Warren, guest speaker of the Prophecy Club in October 2012, made a DVD called The Storm, Judgment, and Revival. You can get it at prophecyclub.com, or you can watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. He says also that there is a 400-year judgment cycle, and he says that America's judgment will arrive in 2020. So that's three witnesses saying the judgment arrives in 2020. Now, I don't know if the judgment is trouble or if that's the actual Russian attack. I don't know. But Deuteronomy 19.55 says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Now, let me tell you about something more personal. Uh, Leslie wanted to introduce some friends uh, that she had met that were in the ministry. And so we met at uh, a local restaurant. 
And uh, so we sat down and I said, so what do you do? He began telling me, he says, well, I'm a missionary. He said, I used to pastor a church and then God began to send me out. He says, I've been sent out mostly to South America, various churches there. I said, I suppose you speak Spanish. And he ripped off <laughs> a long because he had a, a, he talked normal as you and I, but boy, he could sure speak Spanish. And I said, so what are you doing? What are you doing with all these uh, countries? He said, well, actually, five years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart. He wanted me to go to 20 different countries in the next five years. He gave him a specific date when he wanted to have him go to all of these different countries and have that concluded. He said he wanted me to go and put my feet on the soil and make proclamations and decoration, declarations reclaiming the land for God. He said, the reason is, is because there's a great move of God about to hit the earth. I don't even think the guy knew what I did for a living. And yet he's sitting here telling me this, which fit exactly with what we believe. Again, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so will the miracles. So that's another confirmation from a source unknown. All right, now here's an interesting one. This comes to us from Tom Horn. He had a vision of a meteor, and he said that the meteor according to NASA, will hit the earth or reach the earth. NASA says it won't hit, but he believes it will hit. Friday, April 13th, 2029. I have to say that lines up with my understanding of how things line out just about perfectly. So let's examine it. So he says this Apophis meteor, and I'm going to read only part of it here, is scheduled, according to NASA, to come near the earth, he believes will hit the earth, April 13th or Friday the 13th of 2029. He said he had this vision at 2 a.m. He was shown a giant space rock, an asteroid moving through the space. Suddenly he was back on the earth again, surrounded by tens of thousands of people on a mountain running for their lives. People were everywhere, screening and begging God to deliver them from what was coming. I watched this fiery mountain entering into the atmosphere, burning. As it comes through the atmosphere, breaking apart, and it comes through and it strikes the earth, the earth is shaking so violently that none of us could stand up. We were all knocked off of our feet. It was the most horrific thing. I heard this terrible sound as if the earth is literally cracking, like the mantle of the earth is breaking apart. I looked in this giant wall of water, just an enormous tsunami, hundreds of feet tall, is coming up over the top of this mountain. And again, everybody was trying to run. Then these large hands lifted me up above the earth. And now looking down on the earth, I saw the waters, or the sea, was actually boiling beneath this giant burning rock. The water was like aerosol coming up out of the ocean, entering the upper atmosphere, causing hurricane activity. The second part hit the earth, causing volcanoes to erupt, filling the atmosphere. I heard a voice say, Apophis. He discovered that NASA had discovered this asteroid back in 2004 and named it Apophis. Apophis is a real asteroid, he says. NASA says that April 13th, 2029, it's going to come close enough to the Earth to take out some of our satellites. He says it's 20 million metric tons, 1,200 feet across, and moving at 28,000 miles an hour. NASA says it'll reach Earth by Friday, April 13th, 2029. He goes on to say, by 2025, people will be able to see it with their telescopes. By 2027, you can see it with your naked eye. There's going to be mass chaos and panic. This is part of Trump's space force, their attempts to try to stop it. 
Now, I believe this lines up with Bible prophecy. Matthew 24, 29 says, The sun shall be darkened, and the moon shall not give their light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels out with a great sound of a trumpet. Now, earlier we talked about there's a trumpet on atonement, but I believe this is referring to the Feast of Trumpets. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds of heaven, from one end of heaven to the other. Revelation 8, 7, the first angel sounded. And there followed hail, fire, mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And a third part of the trees were burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Now, I believe that that happens in the spirit. I believe literally there is an angel that sounds a trumpet. Literally, that this angel that fills his censer with uh, fire from the altar casts it to the earth, and there's literally hail, fire, mingled with blood. That happens in the spirit. But I have also long thought, and I've, I've written in my charts, that I believe that the first four of the trumpets happen over probably a two-week period, a short period of time. And it may very well be, and I've long thought, that it may very well be from some kind of an asteroid, which, by the way, asteroids are rocks outside of the uh, atmosphere of Earth. Once it comes inside the atmosphere of Earth, it's defined as a meteor, for those of you that would like to stay with that. Verse 8, the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and a third part of the sea became blood. And a third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And a third part of the ships were destroyed. This could very well be, and I've thought for a long time that this could very well be some kind of a giant rock as it gets close to the earth causes these events. As it gets close, this is what it does. Then we jump to Revelation 18. The third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven. All right, now, what's the difference between a mountain and a star? Well, apparently, one of them is on fire. That would be the star. It burns like a lamp. And another one looks like just a big chunk. But, of course, as it gets close to the earth, it's going to start burning up. Anything will start burning up as it goes through our atmosphere. So a great star fell from earth, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters means that this one is like broken up pieces. It falls all across a large area because it's going to hit the rivers and also the fountains, waters. I believe that that's talking about the underground aquifers. And what happens? The name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter, meaning something comes off of this meteor to poison the waters, makes them bitter. The fourth angel sounded, and a third part of the sun was smitten, and a third part of the moon, and a third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of the night likewise. My opinion, I believe that this is something that is coming into our atmosphere, and since it has this sun being smitten forth, apparently it goes by the earth first, and then as it goes out, eventually it hits the sun. So first we see the, the meteor hit the earth, we see all of these other things with the first and the second and the third trumpet sounding. But the fourth one is the really, really bad one because it hits the sun. And so that's the reason the sun goes out. You can't see the moon or the stars. The stars withdraw their shining and they show not for a third part of the night likewise. That, so apparently it comes by the earth first, heading to the sun. Not all of it hits the earth. 
a large part of it then goes on and hits the sun. That's what it's saying. Isaiah 13, 9. Behold the day of the Lord. Now that day of the Lord, that's evening tide they are, Isaiah 17, 14. In the morning they are not. It's less than 24 hours. It is one 24-hour day. When it says the day of the Lord, that's the day of trumpets. If you get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, it's got charts in the back of it. Explain all of that to you. And that's the reason it's associated with trumpets, because it's on the day of trumpets. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, both cruel with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. And he shall destroy the sinners out of it. Why? Because he burns up the tares first. That's the sinners. Gather ye first the tares, mine them in bundles, cast them into fire, then gather my wheat into the barn. The barn is the new Jerusalem that cometh down out of heaven. To lay the land desolate, he shall destroy the sinners out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. Means that something hit the sun and there was so much debris coming off of the sun. You can't see the moon. You can't see the stars third part of the day is is darkened and the night like light, night and the night likewise the sun should be darkened is going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine i'm going to skip down he says i will shake the heavens and the earth and remove out of her place so there's another place and i think it's isaiah uh, 1921 says the earth reels to and fro like a drunkard and turns upside down and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof so we're talking about a time and 2029 sounds very workable to me. It fits in with everything I know about Bible prophecy. So this Tom Horn, I believe, was shown something. I believe God showed him. I believe God spoke to him and showed him this this meteor hitting. See, because he doesn't give all of the information to any one person or any one ministry. It's like salt put on your potato. Okay, It's scattered all over. And I think Tom Horn was spoken to. And I think he was shown something here. Now, let's go on. Ezekiel 32, 7. And we shall put thee out. I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark. And I will cover the sun and the cloud and the moon shall not give her light. Same thing we've been talking about. Joel 2, 31. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Joel three fifteen. The stars shall withdraw their shining. How do you withdraw the shining of the stars? I'll tell you how. Because when it says the heaven rolls back like a scroll and it says Jesus returns in clouds, those clouds he returns in are not white, nice, cumulus clouds. Those Woe to those that desired the day of the Lord, because it's not a day of light, but of darkness and thick clouds and darkness. So those clouds he returns in are the eternity clouds. It's eternity entering into time. That's the reason the heaven rolls back like a scroll. As Jesus with the clouds, as eternity enters into time, Time and the clouds move aside, and that's the reason the stars withdraw their shining. Because in the New Jerusalem, when the New Jerusalem comes down in eternity, you will not be able to see the sun, the moon, the stars. You won't be able to see. You look up, and you can't see anything up there. Why? Because there's only one mountain on the earth. On top of that mountain is the New Jerusalem, and in that Jerusalem is the light of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. That's the reason it says the stars withdraw their shining. Luke twenty one twenty five, and there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth to stress of nations with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. I have wondered all of my life, what could that be talking about? Well, ever since Tom Horn came forth with this Apophis, he said something in there that really helped me to see it. That's what they're seeing. Long about 2025 with their telescopes, they can see it. About 2027... They can see it with their naked eyes. So we've got like 
a year or two to look up in the sky and we see this big streak. And they're saying, that's a meteor and it's heading to Earth. So that's the reason it says there's going to be signs of the sun and the moon and the stars upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity. The word perplexity means they can't fix it. They can't solve it. They can't stop it. That is a sign letting people know this world is coming to an end and you are about to die. Make your peace with God because once that hits, if you've not accepted Jesus, you're toast. Literally. Signs in the sun and the moon and the stars upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring and the earth turning upside down, reeling to and fro like a drunkard and scattering abroad the inhabitants thereof. It is the end of the world. And I think he may very well be correct. 28, 29, not trying to set a date. Sure sounds good to me. Though I can't say for certain, it sure sounds good to me. So to summarize this video, the seven reasons I think you should think along the lines of this is probably close to true. I think you should think you do not have 20 or 30 years to the return of or 20 or 30 years to live. Don't don't think that. I think that you need to be thinking if it's not exactly these dates, they're pretty close. Jubilee is basically saying 2029 or 2028 in that ballpark. Mark Bennett is basically saying 2829 is the return of Jesus. The two cows say the return of Jesus 2028. 400 years says America's protection is gone 2020. 40 years says America's protection is gone 2020. And Shane Warren said the fall of America is in 2020. Terry Bennett says the fall of America is in 2021. You see, this is a lot of people that are sort of saying the same thing, okay? God is preparing a great end-time move. Why? Because he's trying to sweep as many people into his kingdom as possible. The Apophis meteor, the date set by NASA, is Friday, April 13th, 2029. April 13th. That would be a bad day, wouldn't it? So the point I'm making for this video, I cannot say America falls in 2020 or 2021. I cannot say the tribulation starts in 2021 or 22. I cannot say the year Jesus returns is 2028 or 2029 or 2030. It's not my point. My point is, do not think you have 20 or 30 years to live. Think that the start of the tribulation, the return of Jesus is very near, and probably these dates might not be exactly accurate, but they're probably not too far off. Close enough, considering we've been looking for these dates for 6,000 years. So here we are. We're the last generation, brothers and sisters. If you haven't accepted Jesus, you better get after it soon. So let me ask you my two questions. In conclusion, what would you do if you had to tell someone the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? I'm talking about the most important information. All people, nations, languages, and tongues, every beating heart, every breathing lung on the planet, what is the most important information that you could possibly tell them? What's the most important? Well, the most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. Why? Because if you take the mark of the beast, you don't get soul death. Group, there's three groups of people. Let me back up. The, group of, the first group are those people whose name's in the book of life, and they get eternal life. The second group of people are those people whose name is not in the book of life, and they are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death or soul death. However, group three are those people that take the mark. Actually, there's four things. Two of them have to do with bowing the knee. 
Two of them have to do with taking a mark. So I'll explain that. Worshipping the beast or his image requires bending the knee. Receiving his mark or the number of his name requires taking a mark on your forehead or your right hand. Two, bow the knee. Two, take the mark. Any of the four will get you put into eternal damnation. So Revelation 14, 9 through 11 says, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or his hand, the same should drink of the wine of the wrath of God and the smoke of their, of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Meaning, you take that mark of the beast, there's no hope. There's no exit. There's no forgiveness. There's no way out of it. No water, no food. It's eternal torment in the presence of the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. Revelation 20, verse 10, backs that up. And the devil deceived him was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So that's the reason you got to talk to him. Yeah, but how do I talk to him? Because they won't even listen to me. I understand. My suggestion is that you use those two questions, and then you give them this book. We design it to be a skinny little book, because when you put it in their hands, we want them to think, oh, that's a skinny little book. I can read that. Well, when they get into it, they're going to find that it takes about three hours to read it. But if they read that book, they'll never take that mark. They will never take that mark of the beast. I suggest you get the book. This is going to help them to understand what they're about. And everybody on the planet is about to be facing this. No escape, okay? I suggest that you do it this way. One is $20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. Why? Because we want you to give them away. 10, 10, one shrink wrap set of 10 for $30, two for 45, four sets of 10 for 70, one for 30, two for 45, four for 70. You get four, <laughs> you get 40 of those books. That gives you 39 books to hand around. And believe me, if you read this book, you're going to be handing this around. If you get this to all the friends, neighbors, relatives, work friends, church friends, all of the people you know ought to have one of these in their hands. Now, you might not read it right then, but just you put it in their hands the Holy Spirit starts speaking to their heart, and they'll start reading this book, and they'll never take the mark of the beast. Next thing is, you need to be getting ready to give an answer. And that's the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. Cashier hadn't heard what happened was, back in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. It's just going to be a project, but what happened was, I got surprised. I started getting revelations. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, and I don't think he did it. Because of me, I think he did this because of you. I think he gave this to God's people so that they can give an answer, so they can teach Bible prophecy. He's, he's opening the scriptures to us in these last days. Look, at, what if we do only have nine years? What if it's only nine years to the end? Then you've got to start understanding. You've got to get yourself informed so that when these people start saying, okay, what, what, what is this about a meteor? What is going on? Can, can you So you can give them an answer, and then you give them an answer, and then you point them to Jesus, you see. So this is all about soul winning. So what he showed me is that there's one word in Leviticus 23 that links to the same word in Revelation 14.4. It's a secret door that allows the feasts to put Revelation, the prophecies of Revelation, in correct chronological order for the first time, because Revelation is not put in order. It's jumping all over the place. So for the first time, you can put Revelation in proper order. 
One book, one prophetic word said it this way. There's a lock I put over a word in the book of Revelation. I'm going to open it to you, and it'll turn many books written on the end-time message into obsolete books. That's this book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for $20, but don't do that. Get at least five for 30 or 10 for 55 or a whole case of 60 for $250. You do that, you get the books at prophecyclub.com. You can also watch our videos instantly at watchprophecyclub.com, like 300 of the different videos. Go check that out. Also, want you to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. If you want to be teaching Bible prophecy, giving an answer, if you want to be a part of this great move of God that's about to hit, you need to get trained. You need to get anointed. And that's what we're going to do. I want to lay hands on you. I want to anoint you with my revelation oil, and you will get the revelation spirit. And that's what the prophecies say, and that's what the people at the last Sevenfold Miracle Crusade said last year. When I laid hands on them, I anointed them with this Sevenfold Miracle Crusade oil. It's called Revelation. They felt an anointing, a spirit come on them they'd never felt before. And for the first time in their life, many of them, that's the first time they ever felt the anointing of God. Second thing is Leslie's going to lay hands on you. She's going to anoint you with oil and pray that you receive a prophetic anointing so that you can better hear the voice of God. At this sevenfold miracle crusade, we're believing that sevenfold miracles will show up. We're believing, and it may very well be, brothers and sisters, and we've got two people that said 2020 is year of judgment. And I was told, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. And we've got about 30 days until this crusade hits. Anything happens in the next 30 days, it could be judgment. Very well. We could see sevenfold miracle miracles at the crusade. But even if we don't, you need to be there to get trained so you can be a part and be used in these last days. What you do is go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. I suggest you download the Prophecy Club app from your app store. Get the book, Miss the Mark. Get the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. Sign up to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. And also, when you do, stay at the Hyatt. It helps us also get the meal package. It helps us, helps you. It's a good deal. Can't beat it. We place in the, in the DFW area. So be sure and get signed up. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. And ask Jesus into your heart sooner rather than later. 